Hey everybody, welcome back to Stadia Cast. I'm Bill, that's Lloyd. What's going on, Lloyd? Not much, man. It's uh, nice to talk to you again, Bill. Nice to see all the uh, friendly faces in the chat room. Uh, good Sunday morning, everybody. That's right. Uh, before we do get started on the show, this is the place where you want to come for all of the Stadia news. But before we give you all of the Stadia news, uh, just so you're aware, we do record this show live. Every single Sunday morning, 10 a.m. over on our um, 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash StadiaCast. If you are here with us live and you want to support the show and make sure that we see your message, usually there's a couple of hundred people in here and chat goes by pretty quick and we might miss it. So if you want to make sure that we respond to you, uh, use that super chat feature that supports the show and we respond to each and every super chat by the end of the show and uh, other ways to support the show is by clicking on the join button right down below our YouTube channel uh, as well. And there's a, a whole bunch of ways that that benefits you, and it definitely benefits us as well. Let's get started with the show, though. Uh, we start every single episode with what have we been playing? Lloyd, what have you been playing, my friend? Uh, I've been playing a weird sampling of a bunch of different games. Um, so, like, Baldur's Gate, of course, been playing a little of that. Uh, but I've been playing uh, some more Avengers stuff. I've been playing a little bit of Human Fall Flat. Um, but the game that I've been playing the most, um, which isn't a Stadia game, but I want to mention it here just because it's really good, and I hope it gets a Stadia port. I've been playing Hades on my Nintendo Switch. It's a new game from Supergiant Games. Um, it's a roguelite uh beat em up uh slasher type thing where you're going through multiple floors trying to escape Hades one of the best games I've played this year I so hope it comes to Stadia cuz I think it would be a perfect fit for quick pick up and play on Stadia um so hopefully I'm putting it out there in the world and I hope it manifests uh that I want Stadia to have Hades because Hades is such a great game and one of my favorite games of 2020 All right and, and we're, what we're going to do now is everybody in the world who's listening to this show all right you're all gonna i'm gonna count to three and you're all going to say hades for stadia ready one sure. two three there they do there they did stadia. it and hopefully it worked i've heard nothing but fantastic things about that game and like i could probably reach out to them and say hey can i get a review copy or something like that but i just have too much to play right now and I do not want to get sucked into yet another game. I don't want anything to distract me from what I have been playing a ton of. Um, this game came out... What day did this game come out, Lloyd? Do you remember? The last Friday? No. Or is it just Friday? I think... I it, I don't think it's been very long. Um, it was the 30th, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so right. Been, it was the 30th. So, so. so it was Wednesday? That's well, weird. Or was it on the second? I can't remember. No, it, was, it wasn't been, on been... the 30th. It was supposed to come out on the 30th, but then it got delayed to the 6th. So it hasn't even been a week yet. Right. And That's I already was. have like 10 hours, which by the <laughs> amount of time that I have to play games right now is incredibly limited. Um, so 10 hours into a game for me is a an absolute milestone because I'm just so busy uh, with work right now. 
But oh my God, Baldur's Gate 3 is amazing. I've done two streams, uh, had an absolute blast with it. I'm I'm loving this game. And I have to warn everybody not to buy it yet. <laughs> it's so good, but it is incredibly oh. buggy and not ready. And that is, you know, I have no, like, there's, I'm not saying anything bad about the game right now because um, Larian Studios have, have been incredibly upfront in saying, this is early access. You are beta testing yep. this game. I would, I would almost say that we're alpha testing this game. It is, it is really buggy. <laughs> There's animations that aren't done yet. Um, the game yeah. has crashed multiple times, but when I'm playing it, I am having fun and amazing uh, things are happening to my my party uh, that I have gathered and ventured forth. I'm having so much fun with this game, and I can't wait to play more of it. Have you played it yet? Yeah, I've been playing. I think I did about five hours or so into it, so maybe halfway into you, um, uh, ha halfway into your gameplay. Um, really loving it. Um, past the the first part on the ship that we we saw previously. Bless you. Excuse me, and um, then into the you you kind of have this like kind of chapel area. That's kind of where I was. I found that I could make a hole in the ground and go into it and there was a big battle in there which was really great i died the first time because i only brought one person down i reloaded i went back in destroyed everybody was exploring this underground temple went into this other room made a bunch of other things spawn it was such a such a close fight um escaped everybody had like one or two health health points uh, everything was great uh went into the room where the the loot was that the reason why that battle happened and it changed to a black screen when I went into the room. I heard some people talking, and then it said the game crashed because of a problem. And I'm like, no! <laughs> and I had saved through both of the battles, so I have to redo all that stuff, and I'm very angry at myself. Uh, so the game does have issues. It's early access for a reason, but man, the game is so much fun. Like, you can do stupid things. Like, you can pick up a rock or a potato and throw it at people. I killed. I killed a guy by throwing a bucket of fish at them. Uh, it, it's it's like, hey, that's a thing. Apparently, that bucket <laughs> of fish is a weapon that you can use in the game. Um, it is so much fun. I really hope they iterate on this fast and keep adding the content to it. Um, but like other Baldur's Gate games, there seems to be huge swaths of the story in the game that most people will never see like 99% of people will never see this one little action scene or this a uh, chat or this side quest because the game itself is super open-ended uh, but it's also super unhandholdy <laughs> so it doesn't really tell you what to do it gives you kind of like a a brief ex um, like example of things that maybe you could be doing right now, but it doesn't really say, "Hey, here's the here's the the line to go from point A to point B to point C." Uh, so you're kind of out to do your own thing. Like the the battle that I found, I'm sure most people that have been playing the uh, early access haven't seen that, um, and now they don't get to share in my melancholy of losing <laughs> my save game after a a crazy close fight. So um, really, really loving the game. Uh, I have one complaint though, Bill, and Go I don't know it. if if you agree with me, but you start the game and it's kind of spoilery, but it's it's in like the first like half hour of the game. You get this like thing in your head, um, and I won't spoil it anymore. But you have a, you have stuff stuff inside of you that you have to get out. 
But meanwhile, I'm going through battles, and then after every battle, I'm camping and sleeping overnight to get my health points back and everything. It's like you're on a time you're on a time crunch to get these things out of your head. So why why are you able to go sleep every time to to refill your your HP and stuff like that? So that's one little weird thing. I, I'm expecting that I'm going to sleep one day and then I'm going to wake up to like some horror cutscene because I went <laughs> and camped too many times or something like that. But well, uh, but yeah, man, it's it's good. The, the characters actually, they discuss exactly what you're talking about at some point in the game. So they're like, um, shouldn't awful things have happened by now? And they haven't. <laughs> um, so that that's just something to keep in mind. I think that that's part of the story. Um, For sure. you're, you're absolutely right. This game is fantastic. It's also super buggy. Speaking of super, super dino right down below. And for those of you who are not watching the YouTube video, you don't know what we're talking about, and it doesn't really matter for you guys, but uh, I just wanted to call it out. Um, this game has shown me, and I maybe I'm wrong about this. Um, this game has shown me very, very, in, in, a, in a very harsh light, that I feel like the thing that is holding back uh, a lot of the things that I was hoping for with Stadia is YouTube. I think that YouTube is really the limiting factor. And maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like YouTube is the limiting factor here because I've done crowd play or crowd 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 uh, choice. I've done crowd choice and it's worked really, really well, right? My character walks up, they're in a conversation. I click on a button, uh, chat spams the choices that they want and yeah. uh, the percentages fill up on my screen and then I pick the one that chat picked and it's awesome. Like yesterday I was doing a stream and they like chat decided to be bloodthirsty, um, bloodthirsty, crazy people and said attack. <laughs> and so I attacked and then I got my tail kicked big time. Um, right. Suddenly a thing turned into a spider and things were teleporting everywhere. And I got my I just got absolutely destroyed by by this uh, this NPC. And I said, you see what you get, people? This is what you get. Don't pick attack when you don't have to attack. I'm only level two. <laughs> um, but then I watched a Twitch stream of Baldur's Gate. And on Twitch, instead of spamming chat, there's a thing that pops up in the middle of the screen that has a UI that's similar to the UI of the game. And instead of, instead of um, chat spamming chat... They just click on the choice that they want. And there's two yeah. reasons why that's better. Number one, that's better because um, spamming chat is annoying. Like it's because I can't follow the conversation as well anymore. Right. Um, number two, people can vote more than once by spamming chat. So like Lloyd could go in there and he'd be like choice three, choice three, choice three, over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, when you just click on a button and then that goes away afterwards. That's no longer an issue. In addition to that, on Twitch, they also have like a UI. Where have you looked at this yet, Lloyd? Yeah the the whole extension thing that they have going on Twitch. I've seen it in other games. Like they had it for Borderlands, where you could look at everybody's um, uh, skill trees. You could look at chests before they're opened and open chests uh, while you're in chat, so you could get loot by watching someone get loot. Um, the extensions are amazing on Twitch, and the extension for Baldur's Gate is fantastic. I, YouTube needs to get on top of something like that because that is that is 
that's what people want to do when they watch a stream. They want to interact with the streamer and doing it with like just hitting one a bunch of times. That's not interacting with the streamer. And it makes it so if people are watching back the uh, the VOD, all like the chat is in, it, it might as well not even be there because all you're seeing is one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Mm -hmm. um, Twitch is definitely the better way to do it. And, and I really hope YouTube is on top of it. Um, but like you said, I'm sure that is the reason why all of these features have been delayed. It's not a Stadia issue. It's a it's not supported on YouTube issue because YouTube's used by a billion people <laughs> on the planet. They don't want to put something in that's going to wreck it for everybody. So it's going to be a slow rollout to add features to YouTube. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It, it's very irritating to me that because uh, when you when you're looking at a Baldur's Gate 3 stream on Twitch, there's it's like you can, you can see the characters they're in the person's party and then you can click on those as a viewer you can click on yeah. the, their party and it brings up their inventory and their stats and the spells that they have and their skills and that is so damn cool and all of that stuff needs to be on youtube and there's no good reason why it's not um yeah so it just like this is something that has become painfully obvious to me that the limiting factor with the integration between Stadia and YouTube, for me, it seems like it, it has got to be YouTube that is slowing everything down and yeah. not Stadia. Uh, so 100%. we'll see what happens. All right. So that's what we've been playing. And uh, go ahead. One one other yeah. thing, like YouTube had YouTube gaming for a while and they were really trying to change up the YouTube interface for people that want to watch game streams. Mm -hmm. And that lasted like seven minutes before they decided to close that down and move everything back into regular YouTube. I, I really think if if Google wants to seriously have a game streaming service, they need to revisit what they did with YouTube gaming, maybe call it Stadia gaming, call it something else if you need to a separate user interface to YouTube that can have all these additional features. And then they don't have to worry about um, taking like the, the features that they're adding for Stadia gaming or YouTube gaming or whatever, and put it into general public because they could have it just uh, like have it only active on this subset of YouTube. So they could have extensions, they could have crowd play and crowd choice and panels and all this other stuff or GG, Google Games. That would be perfect tri triviousness, something like that. So they could have a smaller subset of users to uh, put out these new features without impacting the billion people that watch YouTube videos on cats and and knitting <laughs> and and how to how to grow a tree. All the other content that's on YouTube doesn't need all these additional features. Something like that would then allow them to iterate faster get this content out there and really compete with Twitch if that's what they want to do. If they really want to have YouTube as the place to watch people playing games, whether it's on Stadia or whatnot, um, they really need to then start adding some of these features back in and maybe cutting things down, having a smaller site that has all these additional features would be a really great way for them to do it. Yeah. And, and you know, you mentioned YouTube gaming, uh, their UI for watching a stream is infinitely superior to the the UI for watching a stream on YouTube now. Especially like if you're on a 1080p screen, it doesn't really matter. But if yeah. you're on anything higher than that, then the the and you're watching a stream on YouTube gaming or YouTube, the the actual s screen where the the game is happening is tiny and you've got all of this wasted space. I've talked about it a million times. I'm not going to talk about it again. Uh, but YouTube fix it. 
because YouTube could absolutely dominate um, the streaming world. The only thing that's holding them back, in my opinion, is um, UI and features. And those are so easy to just straight up steal from Twitch. Just look at what Twitch is doing and copy it because it's really, really awesome. Like just the other day I was streaming on Twitch um, and I realized, oh my gosh, they have a reply button. Like you can hover over something that another person said in chat and you can click on the reply button and then it, it, it helps people follow this live conversation better. Anyway, let's move on and talk about uh, Stadia. You said that you wanted to start off um, with something that I had forgotten to add to the show notes, and now I don't even remember what it was. What was it? It, it was the uh, Stadium app. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On Go iOS. Ahead. So we, um, we we talked about this uh, last week or the week before. I can't even remember when it first came out. Uh, it is a really fantastic way to play uh, Stadia on your iOS devices, um, but it had some limitations when it just launched. It you can only use uh, Bluetooth controllers with it. It would be Xbox or PlayStation uh, for controllers. Um, but since uh, that time, th- there's been some some work done behind the scenes. I think it's on Stadia side, not on uh, the app side, because now when you load it up, you can properly wirelessly connect a controller to your iOS device, and it has the proper uh, resolution. It has the proper aspect ratio now, where before it had some weird, uh, like if you had your phone um, like portrait, it was so bizarre. And if you turned it landscape, it was still super bizarre. You'd think that there'd be, it would it would re uh, rejigger itself for the screen size. That wasn't happening, uh, but that is happening now. So um, g- kudos to the Stadia team for doing that and getting it working. I'm having issues with the wireless controller support. I know Bill says it works. For me, I started up uh, a, a game of Bomberman. I was able to pair my controller. I selected my controller. Everything was fine. And as soon as I started the game, it said hit any button. And and I, I hit all the buttons and none of them were working. <laughs> so I, I think there's still maybe some, some issues that maybe I just don't know how to fix them. So I was on Reddit, as I often am, and I saw somebody had posted that they went through... And I forgot to grab this for the show notes, but they had gone through and and tried like 40 different games. And some of the games work and some of the games don't. And that's ah, what's well, happening, Lloyd, is you chose a game that apparently doesn't work. Um, because I, <laughs> I, tr- I, like, I, had, um, I had asked, uh, and we'll get to this in the crowd play section, but I had asked, what do you guys want us to talk about on the show? Uh, I tweeted that out as I usually do. And somebody said, "Oh, talk about Stadium." And I was like, "Well, I haven't really used it all that much because I can't, I can't use my my Stadia controller with it because I want to use my Stadia controller when I play Stadia because of the lower latency and I just really like this controller." And they're like, "Oh no, it works now!" So this morning I tested it. Uh, I sat down at my desk. I loaded it up on my uh, my iPad Pro. Worked flawlessly, and I was like, "Oh, awesome." It, it works, but then I, I had seen that people were like, they tested all of these games, and these games, some games just aren't working. Baldur's Gate 3 right. works, so I, I'm guessing that Bomberman is one of those games that just isn't working. So I'm not sure what the, like, I can't, I, I'm not sure what the reason would be for that, like the technical reason why certain games would work and certain ones don't. You're a, you're a, you're a tech guy, Lloyd. Uh, do you have any idea? Not sure. You would think that one controller input would be seen the same as another controller input to the um, 
to, to the to the app that's running. But there must be something that is getting in the way there. Um, not sure what it would be though. Uh, I I haven't dug into any of the the JavaScript and other stuff that is running on Stadia to make all this stuff work. Um, my personally, so I'm not sure what it would be looking for. But yeah, there's something. It's not capturing something that it should be capturing, and then the game just doesn't think it has a controller hooked up. Right, but but this is your controller. Your Stadia controller is mm-hmm. connected to yep. the cloud. That's right. So, like this yeah. is this is another thing where like maybe we just don't understand how this thing works because you know you would assume that it wouldn't matter what screen you're on, but you think so. Stadia makes us repair it to a different screen when we go to so, a different screen. Is, do you think that has something to do with it? So what happens there is there's some code that is running in the browser or the computer that is using Stadia, whether it's a PC, whether it's a Chromecast, whether it's anything. There's some code that is running there that constantly is checking with the servers to say, hey, uh, am I connected? Yep. Okay. Is there a controller connected? Yep. Okay. Nothing. Has anybody hit the uh, Stadia button? Nope. Okay. Let's just keep going, going through it. So there's a layer there that is communicating with the Stadia servers to figure out what's happening with controller input. So there must be something that's happening in that layer that isn't connecting it to the instance of the game stream that is running on the device. Um, Luna, for example, does it differently. It What it seems to me is that if you have Luna and you're logged in with your account, any screen that is currently logged into your account will be showing whatever game is streaming because it doesn't have any way to tie a particular instance of a game running to that screen where Google is doing that, which is a more elegant way to do transfer from one screen to the other, but then also has all sorts of tech issues where if that communication isn't happening for whatever reason, it can't run in the browser, uh, whatever is happening, um, it, it's breaking that uh, that thing. The good thing is a third-party developer was able to get this working no problem. Yeah. So the geniuses that work on the actual product will be able to come out with a special version of the Chrome browser. They could come up with the Chrome gaming browser, which supports uh, Stadia. And that would be, they just have to release another browser on the app store. It gets around all the all the third-party app rules with no problems. They should uh, maybe hire the guy that or the, the person <laughs> that is doing Stadium and say, hey, come work on our team because you're obviously really smart. Uh, that would be a really great way for this to, uh, to, to, to work out. So yeah, there's some, some tech issues there just because of the, the way that Google is trying to use your web browser as kind of the um, kind of like the brains, and it's and it's looking for uh, it's looking for like heartbeats uh, everywhere, heartbeats from mm-hmm. your local device, heartbeats from the cloud, heartbeats from your controller, and if that doesn't work out, your controller isn't working for whatever reason. Yeah, uh, Granite T Rock is is basically confirming what you're talking about in chat. He's saying, remember, the Chromecast seems to run locally. And we all think that because it's super laggy and then you get into a game and it's, you know, buttery smooth. Um, yep. So, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. And, and uh, I, I just you say that it's more elegant. I think that I think it would be better if it worked the way that Luna. Well, the way that Amazon showed Luna off to work. We'll, we'll see mm-hmm. if it actually works that way, where it's just you go from screen to screen to screen and it doesn't matter yep. what screen you're on. I think that that would be. A better way to do it um, but you know maybe I'm wrong and speaking of granite T rock uh, he's in charge of the nerd nest society on uh, PGA tour and he's been making tournaments every week and I just wanted to say thank you to him for taking that over because awesome. I didn't have time <laughs> <laughs> all right speaking of time 
um, Monday on the 12th. This is tomorrow. Uh, but between 1 and 2 p.m. P- uh, Pacific time, uh, Grace and Chris from Google, that's right, those guys, they they are doing an AMA if you're a founder. So this is from the Stadia Founders Hub. Uh, they said, hey, founders, while Grace and I work on getting some of the promised content into your hands, we thought it would be fun to have an exclusive AMA with you all. In order for us to have fun with this, however, we have to set some ground rules. As much as we want to, we can't talk about the Stadia roadmap as it pertains to the release of features, game titles, and other announced items. We'll do our best to talk about the things we already have out, though. I think that that's good that they say that. Most reasonable people would understand that to begin with, that they're not (laughs) going to tell us about that stuff. Like, people always... Like when the the two times they interv- that I interviewed John Justice, people got mad that I didn't ask certain questions, and I was like, "He's not going to answer that question." Um, right? He said, "We won't be answering questions which are overly personal. No, we won't tell you our social security numbers and home addresses." And Chris believes in his heart that a hot dog is a sandwich. Grace remains a healthy skeptic. Uh, otherwise, have at it. We may not be able to answer every question in the allotted time, but we'll try to. St- Stop back into the thread throughout the week and catch any stragglers. See you then, the Stadia community team. Uh, so nice. real real quick, before we talk about what kind of questions the, that should be asked here, uh, Lloyd, mm-hmm. is a hot dog a sandwich? You know, when you when you technically look at what a sandwich is, if, if a submarine sandwich can be a sandwich, well, then a hot dog can be a sandwich because you don't have to have two separate pieces of bread for it to be a sandwich right and most subs are made without the bread being cut completely in half it's just it has a hinge just like a hot dog bun (laughs) so i would have to say so i would have to say it is a hinge sandwich uh that uh you can eat with one hand which is fantastic a hinged sandwich that you can eat with one hand (laughs) uh and i think you just broke gem he says a hot dog is a sub (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway, so what kind of questions do you think that people should ask uh, in this AMA? What are the questions um, that you want to know the most about that's well, not roadmap? This, yeah, all the stuff that I want to know about is is covered with number one, <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's probably what most people are going to talk about. They're gonna they're gonna talk about the most. Uh, they're gonna ask questions about what was the most fun game release and 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 what what are you doing to foster community? And it's actually been interesting to see um, when. Uh, Borderlands, or sorry, Baldur's Gate launched. Uh, you had Grace was was going in various streamers and chatting with the people in the chat room and stuff like that. So yeah, she showed it, up it, to my stream and uh, I saw her, but I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want people to pelt her with uh, <laughs> with a whole bunch of questions. So I just kind of uh, happily ignored that she was there. But it was awesome yeah. that she showed up. Yeah, it's it's really great. And hopefully they do more of that. They need to keep fostering the community. And I know we're getting into it in the next story, but they're they're making uh, leaps and bounds uh, as far as what their marketing uh plans are which is really really great to see so um yeah it'll it'll probably be kind of like i don't know just fluff sort of questions that are being asked and answered but that doesn't matter the the whole point is they're there they're chatting with the community and it makes uh, people feel less alienated when you don't have a physical console in front of you and and physical things uh, you need more digital stuff to happen for you to feel like you're part of the community well, so you just mentioned leaps and bounds, so we may as well jump right into the next thing. Let let's let's I'm going to give a little history lesson first before before we get to what we're actually talking about. Sure. Uh, when Stadia was first coming out, 
they did a commercial and while the commercial was entertaining yep is the word that i would use uh i think that they didn't do themselves any favors in fact it was like they were just like they you, ever, you you see the the inept guy trying to pull a gun out of a holster and they shoot themselves in the foot that's what <laughs> it felt like watching the commercials for stadia uh, they were just shooting themselves in the foot over and over and over. You know what it reminded me of? Um, there's this YouTube video where they're playing volleyball, and this guy just keeps blocking the volleyball with his face over and right. over and over again. And it's it's obviously staged and hilarious and fake, but uh, it's really great. And that's what it felt like. Like it felt like they were leading with their face over and over again and it was so irritating to see and lloyd and i have been screaming since the beginning stop talking about resolution stop talking about frames per second talk about convenience talk about why this is such a a fantastic platform because the resolution and the frame rate i can get Mm -hmm. other places i can't get the convenience anywhere else and stadia finally are listening and they're finally turning their marketing around and I think it's fantastic. And they put out this new commercial, what is Stadia, or getting to know Stadia or something, and they talk about why it's so awesome. So, Lloyd, what do you think about this? I, I love it. Like, their first ads, uh, they were very much like Old Spice Guy ads where they're being, <laughs> right. like, shocking and bizarre, and they, they want they want social buzz, which is, I mean, great when you're when you're first launching a new product. You maybe want that social buzz. It's like, have you seen that weird thing with, like, the floaty head, uh, like, the, the Afro guy with the floaty head talking to people through games? Like, is, is that cool? And everyone's like, yeah, that's awesome. But then they kept going with it, and they didn't really... They didn't really show off the good stuff, which just popped up on my screen there, which is the fact that you don't need to pay any money to to use Stadia other than buying a game. Uh, they need to focus on that. The fact that you can go pick up a game, you pick up Bomberman for 10 bucks. You don't need to spend $10 a month to play it. You just need to buy the game for $10 and is yours forever. And you can play it on your computer, on your Chromecast, on whatever. Um, they are finally getting that messaging right, which is which is great. And Sadly, I think it took the uh, compet- like competition to, to actually make this happen because Luna came out with a, just an amazing ad. And I'm sure there was a lot of ad execs that saw that and said, oh, yikes. OK, we maybe need to simplify these things. Um, it probably doesn't help that creators like us have been have been like pleading for Google to do this forever. Like simplify things. Talk about what makes Stadia better for some people than a console the fact that you don't have to buy a 500 device that sits under your tv you can play it on multiple screens you don't need to buy hardware other than a controller uh, you can use the hardware that you currently own if that's how you want to play on your computer um they they knocked it out of the park with this ad and hopefully this is just uh the 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 thin edge of the wedge of what their new marketing campaign is going to be and that they're really going to get out there and start advertising because I mean, if you're advertising to people on YouTube about something that is taking place on YouTube, you, you probably don't need to do that. What they need to do is get the, this ad campaign out. They need to put it on TV, put it on uh, everywhere. And they need to have it um, center around the demo for Phoenix Rising. When that is a thing, mm-hmm. it, have the ads running on websites. Want to play Phoenix Rising? Click here. And as long as you have a YouTube uh, or a, a Gmail account, you can play it. So hopefully that is what they're focusing their uh, ad campaign to be, because I think that would be 
the best way to reach eyeballs and get people saying, hey, the service actually isn't that bad. I made fun of it for year for a year, but but maybe I should give it some more time. So a couple of things that I want to first, I'm going to disagree with you about one thing. And that is, I don't think that this ad is a response to Luna. I think that it takes too long to make something like this and get it approved by executives and stuff like that in order for this to be a response to the Luna ad. I don't, mm -hmm. I've never worked in that kind of uh, place. I've never made ads or anything like that. That's just my, what my gut tells me. Um, sure. My gut, I'm guessing that they already had this plan, but it's probably in response to, you know, uh, content creators like us, not necessarily us, even though we know that they listen to the show, but content creators like us saying, you're, you're saying the wrong things. This is what you need to say in order to entice people to try it out. So that's really what I think is happening there. Um, yep. You also said that, you know, probably putting this on YouTube isn't the best play to do it, place to do it. I think that absolutely it is the best place to do it. Um, also but put not, it on TV. Not that's what I mean. Like, oh, don't okay. just don't just uh, preach the converted. You want to actually get out there and yes. recruit new people. So YouTube's fine, but you need to actually bring this ad out to the the general internet through um, Google Ads, through TV spots, through ads on like Hulu and other services that allow for thirty second ads. Mm -hmm. They need to get their stuff out there in front of people. Yes, and I, I completely agree with that. But it's also important to do on YouTube because of click-to-play. Like in the in this video, they showed uh, a clip of Lamar Wilson, who if you've never watched any of his stuff, watch his stuff. He's very, very funny. Um, yep. Lamar Wilson was uh, stre uh, streaming or playing, I'm not sure which, Orcs Must Die 3, and then there was a click-to-play button, and you click it, and it you know it launches the game, which is super awesome. That That's something that needs to happen on YouTube. If I were Stadia or Google, I don't know if they, I don't know if uh, it would work, but I would say, um, Amazon, here's a big pile of money. Can we advertise on Twitch? Because <laughs> I've been watching, like my wife and I like to sit down and sometimes we'll watch music streamers on Twitch. Um, right. And Twitch is just inundated with ads these days. It's so frustrating, especially because I have yeah. Twitch Prime and it used to be ad free but now it's only ad free for one channel um yeah. but you go into twitch prime and it, there's an ad like for a you know a mcdonald's thing or an ad for whatever uh and it would be funny if there were stadia ads there and um mm -hmm. i think that amazon would say yeah we'll take your money because we like money and um i i think that that would be awesome to see i'm sure that we've seen twitch ads on youtube before uh for sure so Anyway, I think that yeah. Stadia is moving in the right direction with these ads, though. Yeah, and securing kind of like the exclusive demo for uh, for Phoenix Rising is going to be the, I think that's the goldmine for for Google. Just have that ad everywhere. Have it so click click this link to play now and immediately boots you up into a game session of the game the game playing. I mean, that is going to be, um, that's, that's going to show people exactly what Stadia is. It's like you're on YouTube, you click a button, holy crap, I'm playing a game. I don't have to download 100, 100 gigs to get this game on my system. I'm playing it right now on my com computer with keyboard and mouse or with a, a PS4 or an Xbox controller. Hey, maybe I should look into getting a Stadia controller and make all this that much more better or more better. That's terrible English to make everything better. Um, and, and that's going to sell people to the platform because the... The, the main thing that you need to get into people's heads is 
you you don't need to buy anything. If you already have a controller, you can use that. If you already have a keyboard and mouse, you can use that. If you want the best performance, you want to get a Stadia controller and a Chromecast. Um, but you can play it many different ways. But just getting that in front of people, I think, is going to be huge. So I, I really hope that is the focus for their their next advertising campaign. Yeah. Uh, John McLaren in our live chat said something very uh, good here. He said, what's ridiculous about the click to play thing is Google already displays the cards for the games in a stream if the YouTuber sets a setting. So basically, when I make a stream for Baldur's Gate 3, I say this is the game that I'm playing. And then underneath my stream, it says that I'm playing this game and has like a little box that shows the like the, the box art for Baldur's Gate 3. Yep. Why is there not already a click to play button with those yep. cards for Stadia games? That is so yep. crazy to me. <laughs> it's it's funny because it, I'm looking at it right now on our ad because you have it tagged as Baldur's Gate 3 because we're Oops. talking a lot about Baldur's Gate 3. Um, <laughs> that was I, actually a mistake. I'm going to say that's the reason. It wasn't done on purpose. but uh, <laughs> So it says Baldur's Gate 3 2020 browse game just have to have another link below it that says play game now on stadia yeah boom right there uh, if it's a game that is on stadia you can you can just click it and you can play and at least if people don't know what stadia is they're gonna be like play it now and they'll click the button and it's like oh yeah sign up for a free account you can buy the game for 60 dollars. here's a demo if it's a game that has a demo or whatever um they, they have so much like we talked earlier about pulling some of the gaming stuff away from regular youtube but you can still keep a lot of that gaming stuff on regular youtube because there's a lot of eyeballs that, yeah. that watch youtube every single day Absolutely. All right, let's move on. Uh, Bryant Chapel, who does the um, the Nerf report on YouTube, uh, very high production quality show. Um, yep. He interviewed um, uh, the people from High T Frog, which are making the game Cake Bash, which is coming soon. And uh, this was very interesting to me and exciting as well, because we all know that one of the problems on Stadia is that it doesn't have that many people playing on Stadia yet. And mm -hmm. why is that? Well, because it's a brand new system and most people are playing on the systems that they already have. And Google's marketing hasn't been that great. So the audience of people who are playing games on Stadia is smaller. These are all things that can easily be fixed uh, in the future, especially since we don't have to upgrade to the next version of Stadia when ever. So, uh, all yep. of that stuff can be fixed. But right now, the games that are playing the best on Stadia, the multiplayer games that are playing the best on Stadia, are the games that have cross-platform play. And uh, he said, big news for Google Stadia players, Cake Bash will have online cross-play with PC players, uh, no cross-play with PS4 or Xbox One players. Um, it sucks that the other consoles are being left out of this. I would hope that everybody would get all mixed in together in the proverbial cake batter um, that we <laughs> will all eat before you end up baking it because that's the true way that you want to eat cake is, is as a batter. Um, but I think that this is awesome, and that means that Cake Bash is going to have a, a fundamentally better experience than it would than if we were siloed off on a separate place with uh, away from PC players because the games that I've been playing that have cross-play with PC have been uh, fantastic and I find games instantaneously and I have way more fun that way. What do you think about this, Lloyd? Yeah, I, I think this is huge. Cake Bash just at 
like on top of of it coming and having crossplay, it also looks like a really damn fun and cute game. And I know it's a game that my daughter sees the screenshots from and she makes like high pitched sounds, neighborhood dogs go off. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's crazy. Um, but I think this game could do really well. The the issue that we have with Stadia and I, I've seen a lot of arguing online about um, like teraflops and if Stadia really had the number of teraflops that they have, uh, the games would look better. And no, the, the the issue with Stadia is that there just isn't the user base yet. So a developer that is doing cross-platform isn't going to spend uh, six months making their game look and perform better on Stadia when it has 5% of their total sales or 2% of their total sales or 10% of their total sales. Um, but the, the one way to make people feel better about their purchase on Stadia is to keep having this cross-play stuff. So that in the future, there will be more sales on Stadia, hopefully, and that this won't be an issue in, in the future. So uh, this is going to be huge. Um, I, I've seen some other games, like uh, there was a report that on Steam, there was a thousand people playing Marvel's Avengers on Steam on PC. Uh, so if that's the case, uh, having crossplay isn't going to help every single game because there just isn't the audience there. Mm -hmm. um, but for a game like uh, Cake Bash that is multiplayer, having more people to be able to play with is uh, definitely a good thing, and it will help out the game's release on Stadia um, greatly. By the way, you bring up, uh, this is not in the show notes or anything. I'm just curious. Uh, you brought up um, Marvel's Avengers, and I know that you did a stream um, for Marvel's Avengers last week. Um, hmm. how, how many hours do you think you have in that game so far? Uh, I, I can tell you. Uh, it's it's about 80 hours, I think. Actually, um, oh, you know what? I, Perfect segue. He can tell us because... It's a great, great segue. I didn't mean to do it, but uh, Playtime now shows in achievements without needing to click on the game. So all you have to do is go into your Stadia achievements and you can tell exactly how many hours that you have in a game. That's how I knew that I have about 10 hours in Baldur's Gate 3 already. Um, yep. So do you know how many hours you have in uh, Avengers? 79 hours <laughs> and 17 minutes is what I've played Marvel's Avengers. I really like Marvel's Avengers. Wow. I just wish I wish it was a better game and more people were playing it. <laughs> that's that's a lot of hours. Like, how, When did that game come out? Uh, about a month ago, something like that. Okay. Damn. All right. Well, um, now you can find out exactly how many hours you have. I have about 18 hours in, um, uh, oh my God, I can't remember the name of the game. PGA Tour 2K21, which that surprised me that I have almost 20 hours in a golf game. Um, but I'm having, you know, I love that game and it's, it's fantastic. Um, it just occurred to me that we have yet to take a, a quick break, so I'm going to uh, take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we've got some uh, interesting news from our uh, APK Super Sleuth, Gem. Stick around, everybody. And we are back, and if, look, we have seen many times um, Android, uh, Android Central? Is that who it is? It's not Android Central. It's... Um, Nine to five Google. Nine to five Google. They do these APK teardowns. And most of the time, Jem uh, is ahead of them with what he finds. And he said uh, in his, uh, he said a recent tweet, which was a, a few days ago. He said, in my previous APK teardown, I found the mobile network icon. It is now enabled under the play button when playing via mobile network. So that means that on Android, well, obviously only on Android, um, 
on Android, you now have the ability to play on mobile without having access to Wi-Fi. You are limited to 720p, and uh, this is the, like this is actually rolled out uh, already at this point. Uh, but Jem found it uh, first. Um, but um, it's it's out, and people can now play on their phones uh, without access to Wi-Fi. Uh, at 720p, and there's going to be people who are like, well, it's only at 720p. You're playing on a little tiny screen. It's okay <laughs> that it's 720p. It does not need yep. to be 4K resolution when you're looking at a screen that small. Uh, what do you think about this, Lloyd? I think that's huge. Um, the The fact that it wasn't supported before really um, was a little bit disappointing for people that maybe don't have uh, a lot of time spent on Wi-Fi networks. Maybe they're sitting at the bus or library or whatever, and they want to get some gaming in. Um, nice little controller mount for their phone on their Stadia controller, and they can jump on. Um, I, I'm glad that it's there. Uh, it, it it needs to be there. Um, there's a lot of people that have unlimited uh, bandwidth on their mobile device, mobile plans even, not just their home plans. So giving them the ability to do it uh, is good. Uh, and the fact that it limits the 720p is going to be great as well, because if you don't have unlimited data, you're not going to blow through your your five or eight gig uh, data cap in like five minutes of playing whatever the latest <laughs> game that comes out. So yeah. that'll be good as well. That's right. All right. Uh, let's move on to Crowdplay. Uh, in the crowd play, uh, we respond to all of the super chats that have come in throughout the show. And uh, when we get done with that, we will uh, take a look at some tweets as well. Uh, but let's first take a moment and thank all of the people who, uh, oh my goodness, we had a lot of people who are being super uh, generous and sending in super yeah. chats, either with camera fund um, as the <laughs> as the comment or no comment at all. So real quick, I'm going to go through and read off the people who have sent in either no comment or camera fund comments or became members. We had Mark Woodhall, um, Cloud Gaming Man, um, Wolock, uh, let's see, uh, Ruben and Ray and Jem all sent in super chats with either no comment or no no actual question for us to, to respond to. So thank you. Uh, for all of the support, you guys, you're fantastic. Um, here's the first one that had an actual question or comment. It said, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 isn't any more buggy than The Sims on release. I, now, I have not played The Sims since the original The Sims. Uh, so I don't know if that's true. Is that true, Lloyd? Are you a Sims uh -huh. guy? I, I know that well back in the day I played Sims a little bit but yeah I remember when like the Sims 4 or whatever it was whatever the most recent one launched uh, it basically didn't work uh, at all uh, and that was that was like Sim City came out and the same thing happened so it was like very common for like Maxis developed titles or EA developed Sims titles to come out and just not work at all so um yeah i think that's a good comment <laughs> uh tom o'fallon sent in a super chat they said i've never played baldur's gate before <laughs> baldur's gate 3 is much harder than i thought it would be i've died so many times right where lloyd was talking about um you know what you're absolutely right that game is hard as hell and mm -hmm. i think that that's a really good thing it forces you to um to to kind of think outside of the box like you're like you do in D D. Like you can solve problems in so many different ways in a Dungeons and Dragons game. Yep. And so 
a lot of people who tend to Leroy Jenkins everything and rush in <laughs> and only focus on doing damage, those are the people who are going to have a tendency to, and that's me, by the way, I tend to do that. I focus on, uh, you know, I could take a moment with my cleric and bless my party, but then she's not going to do any damage to this enemy this turn. So maybe I shouldn't <laughs> do that. No, slow down, yep. take a step back, think strategically. There's no reason to rush through, and I think you're going to do a lot better. Um, like I, I've seen people kill kill enemies with a squirrel, literally. <laughs> like I saw what? a Twitch a Twitch um, clip, which by the way, YouTube give us clips. Uh, I saw a Twitch clip where this guy he was like, I don't have a, I can't. I can't. I'm. Uh, I can't do what I want to do. I'm going to throw a squirrel at this guy, and it killed it, and it was hilarious. So, um, make sure that's, that you think outside the box with that game. That's better than my bucket of fish. Killing people <laughs> with a squirrel is much better. That's right. Yeah, it was a squirrel that was running past him. So he clicked the throw button and then clicked on the squirrel, and it was able to target the enemy with that. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. The 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 interesting thing about Baldur's Gate is it is. Dungeons and Dragons. So it's it's like what's fifth edition, I think, is what's out now. Yeah. Um, so there's there's things that are, are different than older versions, like third edition or fourth edition. Um, so there's a bunch of new rules. There's feats, there's traits, there's like classes, subclasses. Um, there's all these things where they're not telling you anything about it in the game. So there's all these huge systems that are at play, but they don't tell you anything about it. So it's early access pretty common for early access to not have a lot of tutorials or info mm -hmm. i'm hopeful that between now and the actual release date they're going to get in there and say okay well during your turn you can have one action an action is an attack an action is casting a spell and then you can have a uh you can have a, another uh, additional action that you can use for certain things if you want to do a cantrip if you want to do this you want to do that mm -hmm. oh cantrip i said cantrip what's a cantrip and go through all of what the dnd rules are because uh, someone that doesn't know anything about the rules for dnd are going to have zero clue like why can't i do this now but i could do that other thing it looks like a spell icon why can i cast it now but i can't use my other spell mm -hmm. um stuff like that will make the game um that much better um in in the the coming months uh hopefully um but yeah the game the game is so good i want to kill things with squirrels now <laughs> i will say that underneath the 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 uh the mini map there what i've because i started a new playthrough just to see because i saw it was weird. I, I saw on the bottom right of like my main screen, it said profiles. And I was like, oh, can I have a different profile? So like I can have a, a set of saves that are for like, uh, you know, a ranger instead of my my uh, my rogue um, spoilers. I don't think so. So I'm not sure what profiles does. And when you click on it, nothing happens. Um, but I started a new save. And what I noticed is as I was playing, there were all of these little things that showed up just underneath my mini map that if I clicked on, it showed me like tutorial stuff. And I didn't yeah. notice that the first time. Like it's it's kind of hidden and off to the side. And yeah. the UI of the game is kind of overwhelming and they're throwing so much mm -hmm. at you at the beginning that it's easy to overlook that stuff. So maybe start a new game and just look at the tutorial stuff. And I think a lot of that tutorial stuff may also be in your 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 journal i'm not sure yeah. though i think most of it is and it's all contextual so the first time that you go to do something it mm -hmm. pops up a little thing and you hit you hit the little arrow beside that thing and it will teach you about 
uh, sleeping or um, how how to bring people back from death, uh, how to do that. It's like all, all the different things that you run into uh, the first time, it'll pop up with a little little hint. It would be nice if you could just jump in and read through all that stuff, but um, maybe there is a way. I just haven't found it yet because the user interface is uh, a little bit of a bear um, to, to get through. All right, moving on, we have a, another a, another super chat that came in from um, Big Migs Gaming. Uh, they said, first time on stream, but I've watched your videos before. Great content. Very interested in Stadia. Hopefully it works on the new Chromecast. Currently, you can sideload it, but it's kind of buggy, so I wouldn't recommend it. Um, they are saying that that is going to be coming, I think, first half of next year. So you have that to look forward to. Yep. And then Ruben uh, sent in another super chat. They said, do you expect a Stadia Connect next month for the one-year anniversary with the platform? What would you like to see on a new Connect? All right, Lloyd, I'll let you go first on this. Um, I do think we will get a Connect. It just would make sense. Um, there's some burblings that there's going to be a Connect. Uh, people are finding uh, strings in the latest APK that are referencing stuff like that. Um, so I, I would fully expect to get something near or around the the first anniversary of Stadia. Um, what I'd love to see is uh, EA finally getting some EA stuff shown off like in real Stadia gameplay because they said uh, the first game was planned to come out in December I believe I think one of the sports games they wanted to have it out in December if I'm remembering Madden, correctly yeah so having having all that stuff um, actually on screen and not just hey this is going to be a thing maybe in the future uh, showing it off real gameplay would be great um, it would be nice to see some of the uh, additional features that are coming to Stadia being shown off as well um, if we could see more examples of when, um, like, uh, crowd play, when is when is that going to go out for everybody? Um, having more games showing up, Stream Connects, like, all, all the, the big Stadia features, um, showing them off again, and then explaining when we're going to actually get those in actual retail games. Because we do have the um, crowd choice now, so hopefully now that we're able to link YouTube accounts with our account, we can now get into the whole crowd play thing and have our friends join us just by clicking a little link while we're streaming a game yeah i think that um uh, i'm also expecting uh madden fifa and um the star wars game that i can't think of the name of i think that's probably going to be coming sooner rather than later um yep. i will say this as far as you know uh, if there is a connect just temper your expectations don't don't People anticipate what is going to happen, and then when they anticipated the wrong thing, they get mad at Google for that. Mm -hmm. So it's perfectly acceptable to speculate about what's going to happen or prognosticate about it. But if you're wrong, don't get mad at Google about it. I'm not talking to you, Lloyd. I'm talking to the Internet. Um, and I'm not talking to the people who listen to our show because they wouldn't do that. They're awesome. But there's other people out there who get super bent out of shape when they expect something to happen and then it doesn't happen. Uh, it hap and this is with Nintendo. This is with um, uh, Google. This is with all of the different platforms. They're just grumpy people on the Internet who aren't happy unless they're grumpy about something. Uh, so I just I forgot. Yeah. Family sharing that needs to be shown off. Finally, it's Stadia has been here for a year almost. We need family sharing, and I'm seeing. I think Rock was in the chat room before, and he posted a, a screenshot, I believe, of an actual family sharing UI that he found 
that wasn't there before. So hopefully we're close because we need to start sharing these games amongst our family members so they can play on other devices uh, as part of our family group. Right. And the, the, those APK teardowns have been mentioning family sharing is coming like over and over for months. I, I'm not sure what's taking so long. I, I'm not sure if it's it's probably not a technological thing. It's probably business. It's probably some business deal that has to happen in order to get that uh, to work. But yeah, family sharing is important. And I hope that it comes soon. Um, yeah. Before or yesterday, I tweeted out, I said, Lloyd and I are recording StadiaCast tomorrow morning. What topics do you want us to discuss? MM2K, um, he says, here's my question, Bill. I've been podcasting for over three years now. My wife thought thought game podcasts were all horrible until she heard yours. How? Unfair question, I know, but I'm jealous. Uh, and then you and I were talking about this before the show, and you, you said <laughs> something about this, and I can't remember what it was. Can you re- yeah. remind me? I was watching one of MM2K's streams, and uh, he's like, hey, Lloyd, can you pass on something to Bill? And I was like, yeah, of course, I'm here. Why not? And he's like, I was listening to your podcast, as I do every Sunday morning. I I listen to this show and that show and whatnot. And uh, all of a sudden, my wife heard your guys' voice, and she stopped poked her head around the corner and said, hey, what are you listening to? And how come it doesn't suck? It's a video game show, right? Um, <laughs> so he wanted me to pass that on that that his wife uh, enjoys our show. Um, I guess I guess it's our 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 NPR voices or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what it would be. Well, OK, so uh, MM2K, here, here's my recommendation to you. Your wife kind of has said um, you got to improve your show. Like, is that like the that's the crux of what he said to you, right? Is that his <laughs> wife was like, improve your show, right? It, it just make it so all podcast, all video game podcasts don't suck. Okay, well, <laughs> that's this paraphrasing. Is what it, this is what I heard when when she said that you need to improve your show. I heard MM2K. You have my you, your wife is giving you approval to spend a bunch of money on fancy podcasting <laughs> equipment, right? All right, that's so what, yeah, that's great. Go, all right. You yeah. have you have her permission. You have my permission. Go mm-hmm. buy stuff. All right. Yep. Lloyd and I use a Heil PR40 microphone. I'm using a Sony um, um, something. I can't remember. A Sony A6000. <laughs> um, we've got our crazy Go XLR mixers. Uh, go spend some money, man. Your wife has given mm-hmm. you permission. <laughs> <laughs> and please don't send your, your court bills uh, to us if, <laughs> if this ends up getting litigated in the future. Uh, Anthony Talicat. Oh, we already talked about Stadium, so we can we can move on from that. Um, Eddie Player One, who is also a Stadia content creator, by the way, he said um, he just did a super chat. He said, "Do you guys think all of these things we've seen on our APKs are being on hold for a big reveal moment?" I mean, it's it's possibly it's it's yeah. possible, um, but it also might be that. Uh, a, they have to get YouTube on board with making UI stuff. Um, B, they have to get publishers on board with whatever the family sharing plan is that they have with uh, th- that they have planned, and and they're trying to get like these publishers to say, yeah, we'll go, we'll go for that because they can't just say, oh, you bought mm-hmm. a game on um, on Stadia you can also give that to everybody in your family. Like that's not going to fly with the publishers because the publishers want your money. Uh, so yeah. they have to, they like they have to get these, these deals signed and stuff like that. And the thing about Stadia that you have to remember is that they are doing everything. In, it doesn't feel like it right now, but they're doing everything in the open 
Um, like you look at Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo, they do everything behind the scenes and then they make a big announcement and it's all done. Google, yeah. uh, like they launched Stadia and they're still building the, the airplane while it's flying through the clouds. So yep. that's something that you have to keep in mind. Uh, so maybe it's a big reveal moment or maybe they're just still, you know, they've got the gnomes behind their hammering away with screwdrivers and stuff trying to get things to work yeah i mean the way google has done development for years and it it makes me scratch my head because it it makes people say well why don't i have access to this if it's in the app is they keep adding new features to the app but they make it only available to certain users so they can they can add a feature they can add family share to the app but not everyone can take advantage of it. You have to have a specific developer account or or something, some some user account that allows you to use it. Where a lot of other companies would just have a development version of the app and and put that out there for people, and then have the 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 retail app that doesn't have all these hidden things that people can find um, by sleuthing through the the uh, the application. And, and I think that's just that's the the more agile development mentality that Google has, where they're constantly like quickly iterating on every everything in their application to make it better um that having two separate apps just wouldn't work for that but what what that means is that we find out about features eight months before they actually ship for everybody Mm -hmm. and people are like you you told us about this and it's like well no google never told us about this people that broke apart the apk told us about this it's not google this isn't the stadia team that is telling us these things um but yeah i think it's just a a a different mentality for uh for application development to be fair, Google has told us about a bunch of stuff that hasn't come yet. And I, I just want to make sure that everybody understands that we understand that. Um, That's right. That, that Google, they got on the on stage in 2018 GDC or was it 2019? GDC 2019, I believe. They got on stage at GDC 2019 and they said all of this stuff was coming. And some of it has come and some of it has not. And I can understand why people are irritated about some of it not coming because some of it happens to be things that people that that got people on board. And so I understand why people are irritated by that. But I do think that it's going to come eventually. Uh, You just have to be patient. And if you can't be patient, then um, I don't know what to tell you. Um, Roger in the chat room puts it perfectly. COVID-19 happened. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. development everywhere whether it's tv shows movies games uh, you name it uh has taken a hit because people aren't in the office Uh, the the norms of getting work done just aren't there right now so i'm sure a lot of this stuff was supposed to have launched by now but you had a a global pandemic uh rear its ugly head and get in the way of these things coming out Uh, Louise, um, not in chat, on Twitter says, Baldur's Gate 3 Early Access is having a phenomenal launch on Stadia and winning PC players mainly because of the installation slash storage space. Do you guys reckon Stadia should push in that direction? Bring those huge, constantly updated games and people won't think twice about getting it on Stadia. What do you think, Lloyd? Yeah, I think I think that's great. Um, uh, like if if you can push an update to a game and no one has to download it, it just seems like magic. Every single time you open the game, there's something new to do or some new feature. Um, if if you're updating it constantly, so I think that's a a, a really good thing. And for for Baldur's Gate, we're really going to see it firsthand. 
uh, because we're not going to be downloading all these patches. You're just going to have that incredibly long version number is just going to change every <laughs> every other time that you start the game up. I will say this, that um, don't think for a second that just because Google Stadia doesn't require you to download stuff, that that means that developers will suddenly say, ah, the shackles are off. We can do whatever mm -hmm. we want. Because you look at a game like Destiny 2, which is on Google Stadia. They recently said, um, we cannot just keep increasing the size of this game because it takes up storage space. Of course, Stadia people are like, what is storage space? <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of people who are playing that game that are not on Google Stadia and they have yep. storage space. And when you're playing a game that is on multiple platforms, it's in the developer's best interest to make sure that the, all of those platforms are the same because it's less work for them. And so there are parts of Destiny 2 that were removed in order to make um, the storage space on, well, partly to make the, the storage space on consoles not as big of an issue. And yep. that still affected Stadia, even though we don't really have to care about storage space. Yeah, and, and that's how it is for, going back to my talk about teraflops before, uh, developers always develop for the lowest common denominator. And, and that's why back in the previous generation, when you had the PlayStation 3 versus the Xbox 360, you had the PS3 was much faster, um, more technologically um, amazing console, but it was also really hard to develop for because it had seven separate CPUs and there was no built-in way to do multi-threading. So developers had to figure that out. So what you would get was people would get their game running on the PS3 and then they'd get it running on the 360 and they would ship it. They wouldn't make the PS3 game look better. They would, they would go to lowest common denominator. But then you have the exclusives, which really show off the power mm -hmm of the console and that's what we're going to get on stadia hopefully the exclusive game that is in development by uh by uh stadia games and entertainment when that comes out it's going to wow us and it's going to use all of the teraflops on the blade and and that whole <laughs> argument can go away but as it is right now a, a developer that whose game isn't running at 4k 60 on stadia but is running 4k 60 on an xbox one x well they probably sold 50, 100 times more copies on that console. So there was the 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 financial, um, uh, I, I don't know, the the, finan the finances were there for them to spend the time to get it working like that, where there just isn't on Stadia yet. And I hope that changes really, really soon. All right, we've got two more quick Twitter comments that I want to get to. But before we do, I just want to remind everybody that uh, following the show, uh, Lloyd is going to be playing some Risk of Rain 2 on uh, on stream so stick around after the show uh and if you're listening to this after the fact then go to our youtube channel and turn on notifications and stuff like that because then you'll get notified when we do this stuff all right sammy on stadia said how much are google paying you for your earlier advice um on having them just focus on showing the games and the convenience um unfortunately zero dollars yeah. uh, but Feel free to send us money, Google. We appreciate money. All right, or just a Stadia hat to replace uh, oh, to replace this hat. I, I'd go. wear that every stream, and That's Bill true. can cover up his hair. Hey, <laughs> no, that, that wasn't a that wasn't a slight. I it was know. like you used to wear hats all the time, so you could wear a Stadia hat. That's true. Maybe I'll wear a hat right now. I can't reach one, so I won't. Uh, <laughs> Smash Block on Twitter said, "We usually get limited to character abilities attached to button inputs. Do you think Stadia games could harness Google Assistant?" to give us full access to character abilities through vocal inputs. Imagine the Hogwarts game with every spell, only a voice action away. 
Um, listen, I think that that's a cool idea. I can't remember which button to push most of the time anyway. So the idea of me remembering <laughs> a different a different phrase to say for each each action in a game is impossible right. for me uh, without yeah. having like a list of them on screen or something. However, I think that that's cool. And I will say this. Um, this is it. We still can't type with our voices on Google Stadia and we should be able to Google make it happen. Lloyd, what do you think about this idea? Are you going to go Wingardium Leviosa? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I hope so. I hope that would be great. Uh, th this has happened in the past, like when uh, the Xbox Connect was a thing. There was a game. I can't remember which Mass game Effect. it was, but um, well, Mass Effect. But there was um, there was a, a real time strategy game or a turn based strategy game where you could actually command all your troops with your voice. And it was cool, but it's also who's going to be screaming at their TV uh, other than when they lose. Like, th that's not something that a lot of people want to do. Um, <laughs> adding some of that to the stadia would be great. The only problem right now is you you give the code word, OK, code word, uh, and then your 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 speakers get low and it waits for the input and it has that that user interface. So they'd have to find a, a different way for that to, uh, to to be triggered and to be used. But, yeah, that would be a really great way. Uh, to add more buttons to a controller that has limited buttons. Plus, as somebody who heavily uses um, Google Home, um, <laughs> I, I anticipate that you'd be playing Stadia and you'd be like, um, hey, keyword, uh, cast this spell, and it would cast that spell, and then it would say, by the way, if you'd like me to tell you what you can do throughout the day, uh, make sure to just say good morning afterwards, and you'd, just, and you'd be like yelling, stop, stop, because we yep. yell stop in our house a lot at the, yep. at the Google Homes in our house. We're constantly yelling at it, shut up, will you stop talking? Just do what we tell you and don't make a noise. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that happens to us all the time, too. My daughter says good morning every morning because she wants to know what the temperature is, and I was like, but it tells you all these other things that aren't going to make any difference to you. Just say, what's the current temperature? Like, that's all you have to say. Uh -huh. She's like, no, I like good morning. I'm like, all right, okay. <laughs> but you stop the news when it plays every single time. So it just seems like extra work to me. All right. Well, that's it for our show today. I want to thank the hundreds of people that were here for the live show. You guys are fantastic. I want to thank everybody who sent in super chats or became members, uh, whether they had comments or not. Uh, thank you to everybody who's watching. You guys are fantastic. And uh, follow the show on Twitter at StadiaCast. You can follow me at Run, Jump, Stomp, and you can follow Lloyd at Dasme. That's D-A-S-M-E. Uh, if you want to join our Discords, we have a couple of different Discords. There's uh, one over at RunJumpStomp.com, and there's one over at Rezd.tv. Uh, that's R-E-Z-D.TV if you're Canadian, R-E-Z-D.TV if you're not Canadian. <laughs> uh, and join our discords. There's thousands of people waiting to talk to you about video games and TV shows and stuff like that. So get over there and have a conversation with awesome people. Lloyd, it's always awesome talking to you, man. Uh, same with you, Bill. Uh, the chat room uh, was so nice chatting with all of you. You guys uh, and, and gals, you, you folks are just uh, amazing people. So thanks for coming out and spending part of your Sunday with us. <laughs>